Welcome to Food Fight, the food podcast where we debate food topics despite having no real culinary knowledge, yet we still defend our uneducated opinions to the death. I am your host, Kirk Pinchon, and each week we take one single food theme and dissect it, discuss it, and debate it within an inch of its life. We offer no answers nor solutions to these food dilemmas, only more chaos. Hi, everyone. Yes, it's just Kirk. Lindsay is on vacation. Again, where? She either told me and I forgot or she didn't tell me because, you know, she hates me, which I think is that one. So instead of Lindsay and I arguing today, I have brought in a very special guest and we're going to do a very special episode. We are going to do the very first baking slash cooking show on Food Fight. We are going to be making sourdough bread. And by we, I mean my very good friend who was on our Peruvian show Carlos Perez. Hi, Carlos. Hey, Kirk. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for being really quiet during that whole thing. My pleasure. That was really nice. Yeah. So Carlos, who I've known forever, uh, was on our Peruvian show and is also a very good home baker. Is that, a, is that offensive? If I, mm. say, if I say your home, should I just say baker? Home baker's fine. Home baker's fine? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Carlos makes really good fucking sourdough bread is what I'm trying to say. I've had a sourdough bread. He made it for me for my birthday, uh, and it's fucking great. And this is how the show came about. I bake bread, but I bake like the simple bread, meaning I'll do the simplest white bread or wheat bread recipe I can find on the internet, and I'll make it. I've never made sourdough bread because it's too difficult and there's math involved, and I get stressed out when math is involved. Carlos doesn't get stressed out when there's math involved. And he makes really good bread. And we were we were out having coffee one day, and Carlos was like, hey, you should start making sourdough since you've already made bread. And I was like, uh, okay. And he's like, let me give you some of my mother, uh, the starter dough, and uh, just try it. And I killed his mother. I fucking destroyed it, Carlos. That's <laughs> easy to do. Yeah, I, I know. And I think the, the instructions I gave you also seemed kind of overwhelming when I said, all right, this is what you do. You just take this and here are the basic measurements and here are the steps. And I, I, you asked me, so how long does this take? And then it's like about 10, 12 hours. And yeah, I was like, no. Yeah, I think that's when I lost you. <laughs> you also lost me. Thank God you brought it to, even though we have one. You lost me. You're like, okay, do you have a scale? And I was like, my mind already is like, I, I'm tuning out. I'm, this is already too much math because there's a scale. But I did try. I did try. You gave me some other. I added, I added, I added. And then I just said, fuck it. Because <laughs> I was like, I'll put it in the back of the fridge. I'll ignore it. I opened it every now and then. And because you're like, you can tell if it's bad. Yeah. How, how do you know when starter's bad again? It starts to get discolored at the top. And it wasn't. But it just wasn't like, it didn't look like it was doing anything. Were you, but you were feeding it. I was feeding it, but I wasn't measuring how much I was feeding it. Ah, okay. I was just going, ah, I'll do a couple scoops. I'll do a couple scoops. I couldn't bring myself to weigh it. Yeah. Cause it was just, there's a lot. The thing with sourdough, it's, 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 it's a fickle bread. It mm -hmm. seems like very, it, it needs a like, like when I made the white bread or the, the wheat bread, you could just kind of like, I'm going to need it. I'm going to throw some shit in. Look, I made a beautiful bread. Mm -hmm. Sourdough is just, 
it's a fickle bitch. <laughs> That's pretty fair. And I think it's also got a personality. Whatever you're making is going to be well said. Yes. It's going to be very sensitive to your environment. So I moved in the middle of the pandemic and the sourdough that I was making before I moved completely changed when I moved into the new place because the temperature, the humidity, everything in the house was different. Yes. You told me that it was a like, it's a completely different bread, mm-hmm. not necessarily worse or better, right. but, but completely different. Yeah. Now let's state for the record too that I'll say because he won't. Um, Carlos has made been making sourdough bread before the pandemic, guys. He didn't join the bandwagon where everyone's like, "Let's make bread and let's make sourdough bread." You've been doing it for a while. Yeah, I just started sharing it with people during the pandemic. Yes, well. to get us over the pandemic. Yeah, let's just eat carbs. <laughs> Pretty much. Was, yes, and I was making too much of it, and I was like, "Oh, I guess we're we were always home," and I thought, "I'll just keep making bread now." And we weren't going to the grocery store as much. And then I just started to find that I I kept making more and the the mother kept growing and being ready. And I thought, oh, this is a good time to start sharing this. So, yeah. And thank you for doing that because the the bread is amazing. Um, You're smarter than me. But I'm going to ask this question, even though you might not have the answer for it. Mm -hmm. Why do you think... Obviously, during the pandemic, people were making bread. It's comforting. It's a thing that's homey. It's kind of like I can get, it makes you get through the day, the days that have followed. Why sourdough? Sourdough became, to me, almost more a thing than making bread. Yeah. Is it because it's, I mean, it's bread. I mean, sourdough is great, but I don't think sourdough is like so much more popular than any other bread that that's the reason why sourdough became the thing people were making in the pandemic. Is it because it's just, People had the time because it takes it takes more time than regular bread. It takes more time than regular bread. And it's also using sourdough, the starter, instead of yeast is a very different experience. Like yeast, you just kind of pull it out of the cabinet or, or your fridge where yes. you have it. And you just have, you just have it and you add some water and it's ready. Um, with sourdough, you really have to be there to take care of it almost every day. You can't neglect it for too long because it does start to go bad. Mm-hmm. And if you don't feed it, it, you'll see that it's not growing. And if you feed it too much, I mean, there, there are lots of ways to mess up your starter mm-hmm. and being home all the time just it made it much easier to take care of it. It's like people getting pets. It's the same idea. It's yeah. Like, you're home more. So let's have something to do. <laughs> let's get through the day and I have more time to do sourdough. Mm-hmm. Feels like you're saying that I'm a shitty parent. Across my mind. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> Me killing your mother dough yeah. is basically how I parent. Yeah, because that thing was poorly. almost four years old and you killed it. The little bit I gave you. I, I fucking destroyed it. It was just, I made I made some half-ass attempts to salvage it. And then Anne stepped in. And uh, then she was like, this is dead. This is, just throw it away. Um, but we have yours. Uh, right now, so we're going to get started. Yeah. You have this sourdough that you are saying is... Almost four years old? Yes, almost four years But you keep, obviously you keep adding to it, but you mm-hmm. started it about four years ago. Yes, this is the one that's lived the longest. I had one before that, but lost it. Went on vacation and forgot, oh, to, okay. forgot to put it in the fridge. Now, what's your longest, is this your longest mother? Yeah, this is. Wow, okay. Yeah. Now, how long do you think you can keep this going? Um, the charade of mother, how long? <laughs> Um, uh, until I stop, really, it's uh, so you could you could have a mother because there's there's a lot of jokes about sour. There's Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the character Charles Boyle 
has a mother doe that's like 30 years old. And it's this running gag that like everyone in the family wants it and it's that desirable. Mm -hmm. Can you have a sourdough that that's like, not 30 obviously, but can you have like a nine year sourdough? Well, the thing is, I mean, I've heard people say that they've got a 40 year old sourdough starter, but it's technically, I guess it's yes, because you've been feeding that same one or someone's been feeding that same starter or mother for the same for a long time but it's not really the same starter anymore because if you're using it correctly, you're changing what's in it constantly. You're just using what's left when you add more water or flour, you're using what's left for it to feed on. Okay. That feeds on the, on the water and flour. And, um, so it starts to basically starts to change. And Mm -hmm. and so you may have started with one, but what's left of that is probably very little. Oh, so it's basically always each time you add it's transforming. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Were we in chemistry together? I don't think so. I don't think we were. But oh, I think that was, I was in a higher chemistry class. What? I think that's what you, <laughs> I think that's what you just said in your mind. Like, no, why would Kirk and I be in the same chemistry oh, class? I thought you were reading my mind. No, I was. I You're like, Kirk would not be in my chemistry class. Yeah, we may have been in different classes. Well, that's probably right. Because there is, there's, I mean, it's cooking, so there's chemistry, but it seems with sourdough, there's even more so. There is, but... The secret, and I think it's kind of funny, is that there are really only four numbers you need to know in the very beginning, mm-hmm. at least with the recipe that I use, and that's 50, 330, 509. And that's, and you need, you need a scale to get this right. Mm. So you'll use 50 grams of starter, 330 grams of water, ideally at about 80, 82 degrees, 500 grams of flour, and nine grams of salt. And that's it. That's all that goes into the bread. And then it's just a process of mixing it and then folding it and then giving it time mm-hmm. and then giving a few more folds. And when, when it's ready, then you put it in the oven. Did you tell me these instructions when you gave me the mother dough and I didn't listen? Probably. Okay. I remember the 50. Yeah. I do remember the 50. Everything else, I'm like, that seems like new information to me. <laughs> all right. So let's see what we can do here with this. So we right. have the mother in the jars. Yes. This is just a, a hipster question. Mm-hmm. Are all mothers in jars? No. Some are in big buckets. Of, you know, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I've seen some bakeries where they have their, their mothers huge. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like a big bowl. I guess it would have to be if you're in a bakery. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. I keep mine in jars just so I can manage it and not let it get too out of hand. And okay. Can I smell it? Yeah. Let me see how sour, sour it smells. Smower. Ooh, wow. It's super sour, but it's also kind of bready sour. So it's not like, it's not like pickled sour. Almost. Right. It's, it's, oh, that's not bad. Oh, yeah, you want it to smell, bad. you want it to smell sour, but not pungent. You don't want yes. it because it shouldn't smell like somebody's socks. <laughs> it shouldn't but, smell like my son's socks. There you go. Yeah. And ideally, if you're using a jar, you want one with straight sides like this one. Sometimes I make do with jars that I have in the house that have rounded sides, but they're not as good because you want to scrape down the starter into the into the um, like the rest of the starter mm-hmm. from the side so that it because you bacteria can grow easily around the sides. What is the difference between that starter and that jar and this starter and this jar? Um, this is the one that I used a couple of days ago to make some bread. And so there's just, just growing it again, kind of been feeding it more. Okay. This one I haven't used in a few days. Okay. Is which, which, is it the same mother or is it two different mothers? Oh, they're the same. Okay. Same. Okay. I just split them up. Okay. Is there a reason why there's a rubber band on that? Oh yeah. Um, you want to know how much your starter grows, how much it's feeding. And ideally, so if you put a rubber band on the jar after you fed it, Mm-hmm. It once it starts to double in size and starts to bubble and it, it, it's kind of like a little dome shape, then it's the perfect time to make your sourdough. 
That's oh, the, okay. the peak time to make sourdough. Oh. Um, and if you miss that window, you can still do it, but you'll just, it'll be a little bit different. Okay. But yeah, so I, I usually, I, I often, when I'm thinking about making sourdough, I'll kind of let the starter guide me. And oh, okay. I'll, I'll check on it, check on it, just look at it, see where the rubber band is, see if it's grown much, if it's doubled or if it's domed. And then, you know, occasionally it means starting sourdough at eight o'clock. I've made sourdough at almost midnight before, just because that's when it peaked. Mm. It looked like it would be best. A hundred percent. You never told me about the rubber band trick. Probably didn't tell you. But, I, but that being said, you were probably like, he's not going to go do it anyway. So what's the difference? Yeah, it sounded iffy. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, listen, when you gave me that mother, I was very honest. Like, I don't know if I can do this. You were very honest. And that's why, that's why I'm glad you're doing the pod. Because even if we weren't doing the, this episode, you were like, I'll come over. I'll hold your hand. So that's why we're doing it right now. Okay. Yeah, that's why so you have the bowl. I have you, the bowl. You have the uh, scale. Right. And the scale is really important. And it's for those same measurements I mentioned a bit ago. So you, you know, put your bowl on it, you set it to zero. You want a good size bowl. It doesn't have to be huge. I mean, a medium sized bowl is great. You just imagine what a sourdough loaf looks like. And then you want something that's big enough to kind of hold that shape while you're making the bread, because you're always indirectly working on the shape of the bread, even while you're making it. And before you start kneading it, you're starting to create the shape. And you'll see what I mean as we're doing this. Okay. All right, sorry, my scale was a little bit off there. And yeah, a good digital scale is important. And once you start using it, keep using it because even if there's any variation, if you use somebody else's scale, it might oh, not account for. Yeah. So it could kind of mess it up because you, you got to. Well, you really do have to kind of keep everything kind of oh, yeah. regimented a bit. No wonder you love sourdough. It's regimented. It's regimented. There's a there's a process. There's a and, process, and you yeah. really can't vary the process too much. Right. You you shouldn't. Um. I mean, I've noticed. During the pandemic, I started reading a lot of different uh, recipes that people have for sourdough. And I found that there's like one for every human being who has one. They're, <laughs> they're constantly different, different measurements, yeah. different attitudes toward the amount of sourdough, you, a starter you should use, different notions on when to add the salt to the flour. And I tried them all just out of curiosity. And I went back to what I was doing before because it works and yeah. it's consistent. And it actually seems the simplest way to do it. Um, and you know, once you get into a process and you just want to make it quickly, it, it can take very little time. I can make this, I can start it in about 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like if you know it and you've already got the taste and the flavor, why, right. why bother? Yeah. Do you feel like um, people have a lot of hot takes, people have a lot of hot takes about sourdough bread as opposed mm -hmm. to like regular bread? Yeah. It's like, there's a lot of like gatekeeping of like, well, actually this sourdough needs to be this way. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly one of the things that bothers me about it because sometimes people, I guess they're really into their sourdough, but yeah. they make it sound a lot more complicated than it really is. Which is why I was afraid of it. Yeah. And I've seen many people talk about how difficult, how, how intimidating it is to make sourdough. And it's just like, well, once you start doing it, it really isn't. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's almost like just making anything else that has a process that you're baking. Yeah. Once you get the steps down and you're confident in following those steps, you just kind of keep repeating it. Yeah. And you know, very yeah. keep repeating. There you go. Right. So you put the, you just put the starter uh, yes. in the bowl. Yes. 50 grams of starter. Went a little bit over, but doesn't matter. I usually go to 50 to 55. Okay. In the flexibility. Give yourself time. a little leeway. Yeah. So and now then, you're pouring in some room temperature water. Yes. 330 grams of water. Do you have a wooden spoon I could borrow? I do have a wooden spoon. Grab that. So you're just pouring in and waiting to get to 330? Yes. 
I'm a little bit over, but it doesn't matter. Okay. See, this is the thing. Like some people will tell you you have to be exact with this, but this is why I like that you're doing this because you're like, uh, it's a little bit over and that's okay. Well, you can adjust. I mean, as you're adding the flour. So now you're supposed to say 500 grams of flour, right? But you want to, if it go a little bit over in the water, you just add a tiny bit more flour to adjust for the moisture. That's what's stressing me out. Okay. Because that's math. It, but it's also eyeballing it. I think that's one. I like eyeball. I really like eyeballing yeah. things. Yes. So once you start to make it a lot, you start to notice what mm -hmm. it's doing. Like you can see it or and you touch it. And if it's too sticky, you know, you've done something that's maybe the temperature wasn't right. The humidity was off or the flour isn't absorbing as much of the moisture because different flour types are going to respond differently. Mm -hmm. So if you use the same recipe with like a bread flour, it won't react the same way as with what we're using, which is like, um, it's a basic all-purpose flour. Mm, okay. And this recipe that I use is designed to work with an all-purpose flour so you can make it anytime with what you have available. Oh, that is comforting to know because there is like uh, eyeballing it. Once you get the, the mechanics down, once you can kind of tell, it's like with grilling. Yeah. You're like, okay, I can tell that this is this is going to be medium rare. I can tell this is, okay, I went a little over on that. Right. So it's just, it's just practice. Yeah, you get to recognize it. You yeah. Know, you see it and it's something that kind of... It's so familiar to you that you just have an instinct for it. Yeah. Well. So now we're taking the all-purpose flour. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So I put the starter in. I added the water. And then you have to stir it. Don't yeah. just let it sit there. You want to get it a little bit more uniform inside the water before you add the flour. And then I was going to scoop it. Maybe I should. Um, so now you're going to add 500 grams of flour. And some people do it very carefully and stir it as they're adding it. I must confess I don't. <laughs> I... I, now, you you used a wooden spoon to stir. Mm -hmm. Is that because uh, of Carlos or because a wooden spoon as opposed to a metal spoon needs to? Um, I'm not a big fan of using metal when baking. Other oh, than okay. the, the bowls are fine, but like metal you, metal tools, I just, they um, they don't feel right to me. And, okay. I, and maybe in the back of my head, I still believe some of those tales of it being the wrong kind of material for. Oh, Okay. Yeah, like it might affect, affect the flavor. And I can't say for sure or not if that's true because I've never actually used anything other than wood while making oh, bread. Oh, okay. And I think that there's also a whole, there's a wholesomeness to it in a funny way. I can see that. It's it's a little more pleasing mm -hmm. when it's uh, it's a wooden bowl. So now you're at 502. Yeah. Which, and emotionally, you're okay with that. Totally okay with that. Okay. And now this is a, what you're starting to do here. It's basically you're autolyzing the sourdough with the water and the flour. What and does that, autolyzing mean? I'm not smart as you. It just means that you're feeding it. And you're Why couldn't you just say feeding and not <laughs> make me sound like a dumbass? Because it, Did you say autolyzing? Yes. Autolyzing is what? You're, you're kind of letting it grow inside the bowl. The way Oh, okay. It's, a, it's similar to what happens in here, but just in a different way because you've mixed up the ingredients, you've added salt, and you're kind of letting it come to life. So now you set your scale back to zero. You've got the water in there, the starter in there, and the flour. And, you know, 30, I'm sorry, 50, 330, 500. And now you need to add nine grams of salt. Ideally, use sea salt. That gives you the best. Yes, results. you were very emphatic about, do you have sea salt? And then I said, yes. And then you brought sea salt. Yeah. That's very Carlos. <laughs> yeah. And again, because you've done it so much, you're not measuring it right now. You're just feeling it out. I'm weighing it. Oh, you are weighing it. That's right. You because you had to go to zero. Right. Oh, wow. And so the reason I weigh it is because it just makes it so much more consistent. Um, I've tried. Oddly, I found that different measuring cups really are different in size, mm -hmm. even if they're 
even like they're from Williams Sonoma. Um, By the way, you hit ten perfectly. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I, I figured you know because with regular bread making, I'm just using I'm using a lot of uh, tablespoons, mm. teaspoons, and measuring cups, right. and not weighing anything. And right now, for you, you're just weighing it. Yep. You're weighing everything. Yep. There's no measuring cup or teaspoons or tablespoons. Nope. No measuring cup at all. And now we're done with the scale. Wow. So, that's it for the scale for the whole process. Yeah. All right. And now you just kind of see how it lo looks in the bowl. It's sort of um, like dry Play-Doh almost. Yeah. That's kind of how regular bread, when you're making regular bread, looks like that. Right. So in this process, you really just want to stir it enough with a wooden spoon. Mm -hmm. Wooden, wooden spoon. spoon. So that the flour picks up. I mean, sorry. So that the moisture picks up the all as much of the flour in the bowl as it can mm -hmm. and it's going to look a little bit messy which is what you want and you're going to have to get in there with your fingers after all of this so it, with sourdough there's still kneading involved nope there's not kneading involved there's so when you whole, say when you say getting your fingers in you're not saying kneading you're saying something else yeah i'm saying you're gonna have to scrape it off the spoon. oh okay i get it i get it so, okay you know clean hands obviously yeah um and this is just part of the process of getting it ready so that you can start some folds inside the bowl. Um, like right now, what we'd have to do is let it sit for about 30, 40, yeah. maybe an hour minutes and let it autolyze. And while it's doing that, it's actually starting to create the sourdough texture. That okay. Um, it's initiating it so that this, what you're seeing right now, this kind of dry looking dough yeah. that looks a little bit nasty. It looks, you know, it looks like dry plate of yeah. Um, when you come back to it, you're, we're going to cover it with either, you can use a wet towel or a saran wrap, mm -hmm. just anything that seals it, kind of traps in the moisture, lets it um, expand a little bit in there. When you after you cover it, it's going to start to change. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a reaction that happens. And, and when you come back to it, you'll be able to pick it up and sort of fold it really easily. Right now, if you tried to do that, it would just stick to your hands and be a terrible mess. Oh, so you got to wait a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, I actually have a wet towel. Do you know? Well, we can. Do you need to re-wet it? Nope. Oh, look at you. <laughs> You're not messing around, man. You came with everything. I did. So, and then so we wait 30 minutes. Yes. And then we will come back mm -hmm. and we'll do more. All right. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Okay. While we wait the 30 minutes for the... What, what are we waiting for again? Autolyzing. Autolyzing, a.k.a. What, what's it, autolyzing it's again? It's basically like the you're feeding what you're starting. There you go. Thank you. Oh, words. Uh, while we wait for that, I have actually a surprise for Carlos. Um, it'd be great if I'm like, hey, I made my own sourdough. I thought that might be a surprise. So, okay. I guess it's not. No, that would be awful. Yeah. It would be also, it would be it would be awful because the bread wouldn't be good, but also be like, dude, you had me over here to teach me for your fucking pod <laughs> and you made sourdough. No, I bought sourdough for Carlos. I bought from a very small uh, artisan bread place near my home called Random Acts of Breadness. That's a beautiful color. Oh, He's talking about the bread. Yeah, um, I'm talking about the bread, not curd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is a very small, very tiny uh, bread shop uh, in Burbank that literally is only open from like two to six Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All they do is make sourdough bread. They don't do anything else. Carlos literally picked up the bread, judged it, and nodded his head affirmative, <laughs> uh, which is great. Yeah. So 
Uh, I ordered this bread for you. We're going to try some right now. And mm-hmm. then you're going to take this home. Um, Thank you. I mean, it's the least I can do. Although um, I'm interested to see what you think of it. Of okay. course, I think you're going to like it. Yeah. But um, this place is great. Like I said, they're only open three days a week. And with this bread that I ordered, first of all, they gave me a tour of their place. Just like I was about to leave and they're like, would you like a tour of our little shop? And I was like, I would love a tour. And then they gave me a tasting and it was amazing. So we're going to do a little tasting on our own. But before we do, they gave me a uh, little card that is a list of rules for this bread. Are you going to test me? I'm going to test you. I want you to know. I want you to give me a yay or nay. Okay. Look into your heart and be like, okay, that's ridiculous. Or, oh, no, you have to do that. All right. Okay. To help you get the most from your breadness, please read the following. I'm going to skip to the one that you just already did, which is <laughs> where you literally just did this store breadness slice side down. So after you slice your bread, you need to store it mm-hmm. on the slice side down. You literally just did that because uh, my wife tried a little bit of this bread earlier. Mm-hmm. And without even prompting, you just did that. Yeah. Why is that? Um, it helps keep it fresh. Oh, Otherwise, simple enough. That, yeah, the outside layer where you slice it will, will start to dry. Okay. And it'll change texture and you'll have to cut that off. Oh, it's to, wasted bread. We yeah, don't want that. Exactly, wasted bread. Does this have a name? It does. And I was trying to think of what it it's is. It's so beautiful. And it's like a little crusty ridge. It is, is all exactly what it. it is. And it's it has to do with how you slice the bread before you put it into the oven, into the Dutch oven or whatever you're using. Um, and you can make different patterns. You can make trees. You can make leaves. You, the idea is that you take a cutter, something that looks like this. It's just, oh, okay. you know, it's a safety razor on mm. the end of a little wand. And you cut into the bread to open it up to allow uh, moisture to come out. So it lets the bread expand and grow and also react properly inside a Dutch oven so that you get the right shape. And you also get this really beautiful kind of texture right there that's like a toastier crust. What happens if you don't do that? Um, Your bread just won't expand. It won't kind of take on the shape that you want it to. It won't have the, it'll just kind of feel like it's constrained. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, also, it just looks cool that way. It looks it better. Does. That it way. looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks beautiful. That's how you. That's how you want sourdough to look. Yeah. All right. Uh, keep breadness on your counter or table with the bag sealed until ready to slice. Do not refrigerate. I agree. Okay. Use a high quality bread knife with a steady sawing motion. Always. We- <laughs> I was going to be like, come on, really? <laughs> when you reach the bottom, you can break the bread by bending it backwards. I think you just told Anne that when we were off pod. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Oh, sometimes when you're slicing through sourdough, if it's if it's very sour and the dough is kind of it's a little bit um, spongy even at the bottom, mm-hmm. the crust isn't like a crust; it's like a pizza crust. And so when you get to the bottom, it trying to cut it is just gonna. Oh, I see. I see. It's, so you bend it backwards. It's almost like you're scoring it, and then you can break it up. Okay. All right. Oh, I like that. I like that hack. Uh, this seems obvious. Once sliced, put breadness back in the bag and seal it. Mm-hmm. I mean. Slice side down. Yeah, slice side. <laughs> That's going to literally be the name of this episode, Slice Side Down. Yes. It's also the name of our new album. All right. All right. Uh, breadness is best with a healthy fat like grass-fed butter, avocado, olive oil, or coconut butter oil. I'm going to give you a hot take. I would not put coconut butter on this. I would not put coconut butter on it either. But one of my favorite things to eat with the sourdough I make is a fried egg with avocado on oh, it. That sounds really good. Yeah. That sounds good. I like that. Uh, here's, here's the favorite thing here. Now, 
This may be difficult, but try to limit your daily serving to two large slices or three small slices. When I first read that, I thought they were like, hey, don't be a fatty. (laughs) But no, this is the reason. Breadness changes character each day and you'll want to experience the changes in flavor and texture. Is that true or is that just copyright bullshit? Oh, no, it's true. I okay. mean, bread will change flavor. and On a, Like from one day to the next. Yeah, yeah. Like you shouldn't, when you when you make the bread, some people, they like, ooh, it's warm, let's eat it. If you slice right into the bread when you take it out of the oven, it, it won't be as wonderful as it should be. Okay. You're actually compromising the flavor. You need to let it sit for a while. Um, I make the, my family wait for at least two hours before they slice into it. Bastard. Which annoys them. I'm but. sure they're like, now, now? <laughs> yeah, but ideally I want to wait until later. So if I make it in the morning, I look forward to having it in the evening. Okay. Um, and having it the next day is a very different experience because it does change. And and the right, I think they said something about um, waiting long enough for toasting it or something. Yes, like that's that. our next one. Mm-hmm. Wonderful segue. Yeah. Toasting is optional, but usually not needed until day four. Now, are you going to follow that rule? You can be like, no, I want it toasted. Um, oddly enough, I follow that rule. Mm. Like when I'm, yeah, for the first few days, the texture and the flavor is so nice that just putting anything on top of it, feel, it tastes good. It tastes really good. There's a there's a texture to the fresh sourdough when you butter it. Mm-hmm. And I always use like a very nice kind of grass-fed butter. Yeah. Oh, that's um, what they said. Yeah. Yeah. And it brings out the flavor of the butter more, and it also brings out the flavor of the sourdough more. Like you can really experience the sourness. Um, I think when you toast it, you lose some of the sour, but you, you, you still get a wonderful texture out of the toast. We're going to taste right now, but before we do, because you brought up a good question, because we have some we have some butter. Well, mm-hmm. we have Earthbounds because we're an Earthbounds family, but um, don't judge. I'm not judging. Um, I don't think we have any grass-fed That's okay. fancy I could have brought pants. That. I could have brought it. Of course you could have. Um, Go ahead and cut yourself a piece. We'll see what you taste like. I'm very excited for this. Now, when uh, when you're trying someone's bread or a, a bakery that's known for sourdough, yes. are you going to try it without butter or spread first? Or do you like, well, it doesn't matter. I usually try it without anything first. The, I mean, when I get sourdough, like when you pulled this out of the bag, yeah. the first thing I did was look at the color. And then after slicing into it, I looked at the crumb, which is like the pockets of air in there. Yeah. And that'll tell you, that'll tell you a lot about how it was prepared, how it was made, if it was folded a lot, um, or if it was just sort of thrown into a pot and, and allowed to rise by itself. Mm-hmm. You want those little air pockets. And some a big mistake, and the common one that I saw during the pandemic, because people kept sharing this kind of stuff, is that people somehow or another allow all these air pockets in there. Mm-hmm. And they, they, I guess they think that if you have the air pocket Sometimes you'll see it on the outside of the dough. You'll have little bubbles that if you leave those, it, it's what creates that. And it's not. Um, so you want to allow the bread. And this is part of putting it in the pot, mm-hmm. allowing the moisture to be in there with the Dutch oven. You want that process to happen naturally without the bubbles. Um, and then it gives you this beautiful kind of. Oh, the bubbles aren't making that. It's right. something completely. Okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But we want that. We you want do. these little pockets. You do. Because when that, those pockets indicate a lot about the flavor. Okay. So if you don't have those, you know, it's, it'll be okay, but it won't taste quite as, okay. as good. 
Makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right, I'm going to cut off. Help yourself. Oh yeah, go ahead, eat. Okay, I was going to give this to you. No, 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 no. I'll, 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 I'll I'll try to cut small things. Um, Oh, this is interesting. So, am I doing this wrong? Oh, wait. Let's judge my sawing back and forth of this piece of bread. Is it stressing you out? A little bit. (laughs) Yay! If I just did this and just hammered at it. Oh, one of my kids did that, and so stop pressing. And you're like, you know what? You don't, you don't get bread anymore. No, I tell them to let the knife do the work. Okay. And that's the important thing. Let the knife do the work. You don't want to smush it. Okay. You know what? That's actually a little easier. I see what it's saying. And that way you're not compressing it and you're you're changing the texture when you press. I was a little too aggressive with my bread. Right. So now you're at the point where you can break it off. So then this is the bend thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I just do this? Yeah. Am I bending wrong? No. Do I rip? You're just not good at it. <laughs> I suck. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to rip it and this is going to kill you because you're, oh wait, no, it's like a little edge piece of paper ripped yeah, right off. Exactly. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. There's no little like tags or anything. Right. Oh, I, Alternatively, you can hold it on its side and slice this way. I probably should have done that. It works well too. Oh, it smells so yeasty good. Yeah. That's the other thing. I always smell it. Yeah. When I'm getting some bread that I've never tried before, I like to smell it and see, you know, I, I want, mm. I want to experience the sour. This is very sour. It's also very moist, which I appreciate. That's wonderful. Um, and because this is, I got this yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, boy, if I had to guess. So, I got it yesterday. I'm wondering if that means today's Sunday. I got it Saturday. Yeah. Did they make it Friday? Or maybe Saturday morning? Um, I imagine they probably made it a few hours before you got it. That makes sense because they open at 2. Yeah. No, they don't open till two. I got it at two. Okay. I'm going to try it with a little earth balance. I haven't done that yet, um, which I'm excited about. Here's the problem, too. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole, like, only eat one or two pieces. I'm like, this, this is a small loaf, mm-hmm. which is not – I'm not saying that's a bad thing. This is a small loaf. I could pummel half of this easily. Mm-hmm. Like, I could just make a giant sandwich of this. So that's going to be very hard. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it is a small loaf, but I actually think that's one of the good things about loaves like this. If you do go through it in a day, mm-hmm. then you have another excuse to get more or make more. That's genius. Yeah. Of course. So Of course. Yeah. Now, here's my request. Because you're taking the rest of this home. Mm-hmm. It's your parting gift. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Only share it with your wife. <laughs> share it with Beth. Don't share it with Emma or Auden. They don't deserve it. They won't understand it. That is true. And you can tell them I said that. I will definitely tell them that because I've said that about other things with them. You won't get it on the appreciation. You can have some different types of sourdough bread, not this one. Yeah. Now, I'm really happy about this. This is a good person. I would buy this again. You should. Yeah. It's delicious. <clears throat> and it's just a local, tiny little bakery. Even and I love it. Yeah. Before we take a little break and go back to our uh, original uh, dough that's uh, saran wrapped right now, I want to obviously, I'm not saying you're a bread snob, but there's some breads you're not going to eat, but sometimes we'll get sourdough for the kids to make sandwiches. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's just a generic sourdough in the loaf shape. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the loaf shape. I like the dome shape. I do too. Yeah. Um, I guess the loaf shape is just, well, we're, we're, we're a bakery. We're making it for sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the loaf shape, though, and it's obviously pre-sliced and everything. Yeah. There's like giant a hole <laughs> as opposed to this, right, right. which there's tiny little beautiful holes. Mm-hmm. 
and you'll slice it and it's just like you get two pieces in a row yeah. of sliced bread that's like got a giant hole and I'm like fuck this bread <laughs> I need a sandwich but I don't want a sandwich that's got a fucking hole in it right I think- so what is that from is that just because they're just pounding out as much sourdough bread as they can and very possible mm-hmm. and I think part of it is also just the shape because when you're making a loaf like a loaf shape that's more rectangular rather mm-hmm. than round you have to fold it differently um, when we do the folds you'll see that you oh. fold it in on itself from okay. four different sides. And so it's always kind of working toward the same center. Mm-hmm. When you're making a loaf shape, you're not folding it in quite the same way. So you don't get that same kind of stretch happening in the dough. Oh, so that's why it's possibly that there's a, like that one giant hole in like three pieces yeah. of bread and roll. Oh, that's very interesting. Now those, I know. Those giant holes are annoying. They're awful. They like, you're like, what, what I paid for the yeah. bread not to have holes in it. Right. The kids just lose their mind for making sandwiches. <laughs> they're like, I can't use this. And I was like, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's why the dome, not only is it more practical, mm-hmm. it tastes better and it's aesthetic. I think it's more aesthetically pleasing. I do too. It's better to look at. Yeah. I, yes. I always make it that way. All right. Well, that's because you're a genius. All right. We're going to take a break and when we come back, we'll start folding. All right, we are back. It's been around 30 minutes and that thing that I've already forgotten the name of has happened. What's mm-hmm. it called again? Autolizing. Autolizing. Oh boy. Uh, so now that it's been autolized, is that right? Sure. I autolized it? Yeah. I'm so good at autolizing. <laughs> um, now you're gonna fold. Yes. Okay. You're going, but you have to fold it like this. So usually after 30, 40 minutes, you do the first fold. Sometimes it's longer. It kind of depends on how the dough is behaving. But basically you start to pull it up from the bottom and you, it's four folds. You can do more if you want mm-hmm. to. And you just pull it up from the from the north side. Well, imagine this circle of dough is a square. You want to do- <laughs> Oh no. Okay, don't. You're freaking Let, me out. All right, let's just keep it simple. Yeah. Um, it's like a, a big X. Okay. And you want to take every end of the X and fold it in toward the center. That makes total sense. Okay. Some people think of it as folding in from the north, south, east, and west. But I don't say that because I turn the bowl around and it doesn't become... Oh, then it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's completely different. And, and yeah, I'm particular yes. about... <laughs> Are you? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> so while you're doing this fold, it's also a good time if you're... Um, if you feel the dough, your, your hands should be wet while you're folding, but mm-hmm. it makes it much easier because sometimes dough can be really sticky. So while you're folding it, if you feel clumps in there of flour, this is a good time to just kind of squeeze them and flatten them out. And mm. So they don't, you don't get big clumps of flour left in there. Now, this is not, as we've said earlier, this is not kneading. We're not, not kneading. Needing. You're not kneading at all. Yeah. There's Sourdough no. does not need kneading. It does not. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a hot take. I like the kneading. I think that's why I like doing the 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 wheat in the white bread without just getting in there and just kind of like it, that's the best part of the bread making. Yeah, I mean it's fun. that. Yeah, was a no, but go ahead, continue. I, no, I get it. I, I I've enjoyed that part of making bread too, but I think after having done this for so long mm-hmm. and really spending a lot more time making sourdough, mm-hmm. I I like being part of the process and. You know, when you need it, you kind of, you don't have to keep needing it, right? Oh, you got to need it for like 20 minutes or something. Right, but then you you don't. And then you're done. Yeah, you don't do it again and again. It's not something that calls to you that requires your attention so that like right now it looks like a mess. Yeah. But it's a, it's already, the texture is different. I don't know if you're. It is different. It's, it's less like dry Play-Doh. Exactly. Now it's starting to look more like over, 
like Play-Doh that's too wet. Yes. You know, when you're trying to reconstitute it. And so are you going to, are you going to fold again later? Yes. Okay. Now you, you fold it four times. I folded it more because I kind of wanted to keep the texture going. Mm -hmm. You can fold it four times. You can fold it eight times. Um, but at least four is important. And from each end toward the center is really what you do. And then after you do that, oh, and I always get my hands wet before I start the folding. Just yeah, because, yeah, otherwise it makes it it's easier. very sticky. Um, yeah. So then after you fold it, you keep it, you keep it in the bowl for all of this. So you cover it again with saran wrap or a wet towel mm -hmm. and you let it process for another 30 minutes. Okay. Maybe more. You, you, as you make it and you know your environment, you'll know it's like, okay, 30 minutes is enough time or maybe it needs 45 minutes. Maybe it needs an hour. If it's colder, it tends to take longer. If it's warmer, it usually takes about 30 minutes to an hour. So we're doing this in Los Angeles. If mm -hmm. we did this in Cleveland, it'd be different. It'd be different. Yeah. Especially oh, that's like really interesting. Cleveland in the winter where it's hot inside a house, yeah. but because of that also usually very dry, mm -hmm. it's a different kind of environment where here it could be dry, but it could be cool. Yes. And so, you know, you have to adjust for that. And I think like the first time you make it might not be the best time you make it when you're in a new place. Oh, okay. That's why I was telling you. That's why I was so, we had to kind of oh, yeah. reconfigure your mindset with making it. Yeah. When I, when we moved and in the new place, uh, the first two loaves I made were flat and I looked at them like, what the hell is this? You're like, this isn't me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, exactly. It's just like this, I've been making this for years. Yeah. What the hell happened here? And it was just that this kitchen has a lot more draft. It's much cooler at mm -hmm. night and it affected the way that the dough um, processed overnight. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. I'm going to wash my hands. Go wash your hands. While you wash your hands, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. So you, now that you've do more sourdough, you feel like you've moved on from kneading. You feel like uh, those are little boy games and you don't play little boy games anymore. This is what I'm getting from this. Uh, no, because there are certain flavors that you can do with regular bread that you don't want to do with sourdough. Oh, explain. Like, um, you know, if you want to make... Uh, Wheat bread, I find, is much better mm -hmm. with um, regular bread mm -hmm. than with sourdough because wheat sourdough. Oh, yeah. Is, I've seen wheat sourdough. I yeah. like it just for stores and stuff. It tastes good, but it's usually lower. It doesn't rise as much. Yes. And yeah, it, it, it still tastes fine, but it doesn't perform in the same way. It's like that kind of whole wheat sourdough is that whole wheat flour is better for other breads. I okay. Find. Yeah. I, I don't really give a crap about whole wheat sourdough. <laughs> I don't need it in my life. I, I mean, I, I love like, you know, mm -hmm. a, a sourdough that's got some herbs or anything like that. Yeah. But I don't want like, I don't want, I, give me either sourdough or give me whole wheat. Right. I don't really need both. That's that's not necessary. Yeah, the main things I do, the variations I do, I add herbs. Um, so this one, I made one here yeah. that's got herbs in it. And sometimes I add olive oil. Oh, okay. And <laughs> olive oil just gives it a really nice crust. It yeah. makes it a little crispier. Neither, that one doesn't have any olive oil in it. Um, and then I've had friends ask me to make it with olives. Fuck and those people. <laughs> what friends are asking you to make it with olives? Those bastard people ruining your perfect sourdough bread with fucking olives. You don't like olives. Olives are flavor bullies. I hate them. I did not know that. They're garbage. Okay. Uh, I thought it tasted good. But <laughs> no. So, I mean, and there's a bakery near us. They they sell an olive sourdough. And yeah. A friend got it for me recently. And then she's like, oh, this is actually pretty delicious. Um, 
but it's not something I'd go to on my own very often. Yeah. I also think that's not a regular basis. You're not going to olive sourdough on a regular basis, whether you're making it or eating no, it. Cause it's no. just, yeah. Well, cause olives suck. Um, so we're going to give another 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we, we do four more folds. Yeah. This is why I didn't do this on my own. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay. It's been an hour and a half later. Carlos is still here. He hasn't left me yet. Uh, and we are uh, we are now putting uh, flour on the table because we're not kneading. We are folding. folding. But we're not folding in the bowl anymore like before. Right. You're folding out of the bowl. Now, why are we folding out of the bowl now? Um, well, now we're going to get it ready to bake. And usually what happens is you, you do the four folds like we did. Mm-hmm. And then you'll want to wait. I often, after those four folds, keep it in the bowl overnight. And then I do this step in the morning. Or okay. If I, or if I start it all in the morning, then I do this step at night. So um, I kind of made it easier, a little bit easier for us. I, I made some this morning before I came yes. over. So that we could skip to this step and not have to wait six or seven hours. Yeah. So You can't have handle six or seven hours with me. I, I, I could. Uh, just, it, I mean, we've be, gone camping. We, we've done, we've yeah. done that. We've had our moments. Yeah. So this one, um, I'm hoping hoping it's not overproofed. It might be because it, it looks very. It's more than soft. Yeah. But not in a bad way. I mean, it looks very. I which I would kind of want to punch it. Right. And you, you see this texture in here. See that, that looks, stretch. Yeah, that stretch. That means that it's got the kind of texture you want. Okay. Side. So it's okay. Right. Okay. It seems okay. Um, so now you flour your surface and you want to use as little as possible because you don't want to dry out your dough. Mm-hmm. And then you just gently pull it out. Some people use a spatula or a little scraper to get the dough out of the bowl. And you just bring it. It looks like you do it with your hand, but it looks yeah. like it's coming out really quite easily. It's not sticking to the bowl. So that's right. good, right? Right. It shouldn't stick too much. Some of it will still stick in the bowl. Yeah. But that's fine. So now you're going to do the same kind of folding thing that you were doing before, but with a slight variation. Okay. So this time you're still going to go the X. Nor- yeah. Basically yeah. you're going to do four yeah. folds, one from each side mm-hmm. into the center and press it down. And if you see any air pockets while you're doing that, you just want to squeeze those out. How can you tell it's an air pocket? Um, they're kind of, see, it looks like that. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. I see, I see. It, it almost looks like bubble gum. Though. Yes. That's what this this dough looks like right now. It looks like bubble gum, like, like or ABC gum. ABC gum, yeah, <laughs> like a big, yeah, yeah. it's a big a giant gym. ABC gum. All right, so you've done so you've done four folds. Let's yeah, say, and you squeeze out all the little air pockets that you see because you don't want those in there. Yeah, they're annoying. And normally it wouldn't have that many, but I think I just uh, I it sat a little longer than I mm-hmm. meant to. And so, are you going to beat yourself up about I'm that? Beat myself up. Okay. So now, if you need a little bit more flour, if it's very sticky, you just put mm-hmm. a tiny bit down, just enough for the that would slide on it and then you you start the shaping so you you said you like that roundish shape. yeah yeah that's so real aesthetically pleasing you kind of have to create that okay and one of the ways that you create that is with a dough scraper okay a dough you know dough base yeah so you you push underneath you're creating tension in the dough mm-hmm. by putting it in front of you and then sliding the scraper underneath it and pushing the dough underneath the roundness. Oh, I and see. It's creating, really working well. Yeah. It creates the surface tension that you want. Oh, And that wow. surface tension helps it hold its shape. And even though we're going to do this again after it sits in this for a little while, yeah. um, you start to give it the shape now because it, it will start to hold it even when, when you do another set of folds. It's amazing seeing it, how it's, it's already transforming into that shape. Yeah. So now... Um, once it's got the basic shape, 
you can overdo it and, and then you overstretch it and it, it's not as good. Anymore. Does it affect the taste if you overstretch? It does. It affects the, it affects the texture mm -hmm. and it can affect the, it can affect the crust a bit. Oh, so now, so you got the basic shape. Um, I usually use rice flour. I don't know if you have any, if you don't, it's not a big deal because this will, this will, this regular flour works. Okay. And I just sprinkle a tiny bit over it because at this stage, when you folded it and you've made the, the ball mm -hmm. of dough on your table, you take a paper towel and you, if it's uh, one that you've never used before, you might want to sprinkle some flour on it so oh, okay. it doesn't stick. This one's already got a lot of flour Is on it. Is this your go-to towel for? Yeah, I have red ones. You, you have very specific, like these are my sourdough bread towels. Yes. Don't mess with them. Yes. I and they're specific purposes. Okay. The striped ones can only go on the dough itself mm -hmm. and on the dough as it's rising in the bowl. The ones with the single stripe, those are for the wet. Oh, okay. And I okay. keep them very separate. Of course you do. You're Carlos. Yeah. And so this, now you let it sit for half an hour. Wait, are you letting it sit on the table mm -hmm. like this? You're not putting it back in the bowl. You're putting, you're just leaving it on the table with the towel over. Yeah. You're done with the bowl now. Okay. So now you just, yeah, you fold it on the table. You do your four, four folds. You scrape it to give it surface tension. Then you cover it with a towel. Uh, after you, you know, add a little bit of uh, flour so it doesn't stick to the towel. Mm -hmm. so you don't want your masterpiece to get all ruined by yeah. the towel. And then you just let it sit for half an hour. So let's. So before we uh, take another break and why we let it sit, let me ask your thought on this. Yeah. Because uh, with sourdough, to me at least, crust is everything mm -hmm. more than any other bread. Yeah. If there's a crappy crust, you're just like, well, this this uh, even if it tastes really good inside. If there's no good cr I'm crust, I'm like, this sourdough bread sucks. Um, yeah, I think the crust is super important. That's why there's some things that I do when I bake it mm -hmm. that not everybody does that actually enhances the crust. So if you put it in a Dutch oven, you keep the lid on, you keep the, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but yeah. I'm going to jump ahead and keep the lid on for the first half of the baking. And then you take the lid off for the last half. But then when the bread is actually finished baking, you turn off the oven, but you leave the oven door open. Oh. And you keep the, keep the bread in the pot or in the Dutch oven without a lid in the open oven and just kind of let that residual heat firm up the crust. And then when you do that, you kind of get this other texture and you can touch it and you can feel the difference. Oh, okay. No, look at that. There's a hack. All right. So we'll be right back. We're not done yet, but we're close. Okay. It's been 30 minutes. The bread is uh, hidden. Under the striped towel, the designated striped towel that's only used for hiding the bread. Yes. Um, we're now going to put it in a very fancy bowl. Yeah. What is this bowl called? It's a bonneton. It's <clears throat> a bonneton. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. We took French. We together. took French together. I did okay. Yeah. It's a proofing basket. That's what it really is. Is it literally like you don't use this basket for anything else? Correct. So if the kids grabbed it and put pretzels in it. <laughs> that would be a problem. They would have very flowery pretzels. Oh, okay. You, so this, oh, this is, you didn't add this. This is, yeah, this is a fabric that goes over it. It comes with it. Yeah. Okay. And it's usually like this, you know, some kind of. It's like a really pretty wicker yeah. basket. Exactly. That you would look like you would put like. Fruit. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. my first thought. Yeah. I mean, it'd probably work that well. Yeah. For, work nicely for that. And this is what also the shape of the bonneton of the proofing basket is what gives you the shape of the bread. Which is the most important thing, as we've said. Right. So we want you, that shape. If you were making the loaf shape, you would want a, lo a, a loaf shape yes. bonneton. And we go for round. Yes, now we that, don't want loaf because loaf sucks. We don't want loaf. So this is just a regular cloth 
that came with it. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. It's yeah. not anything special, but it looks like it's very flowered. So you keep it flowered. You yes. don't wash it or anything. No. Okay. I keep it flowered. And the idea is that you don't want stuff to stick to it. The only time I would ever wash this is if it got contaminated with something, mm -hmm. but it only ever has dry flour. Okay. So now we do another, before we put it in there, just like we did before we covered it with the paper towel, we're going to do another um, four folds. Okay. Again, use as little flour as you can and just sort of spread it on the table. And then, so now you have it and you're going to fold it toward the center from the bottom up again. Mm -hmm. In that pull. Yeah. Pull and fold. And if you see any air pockets, see that one? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Those. Okay. That's kind of satisfying. Yeah, it is satisfying. And like I said, normally you wouldn't have that many, but yeah, just because of how we're doing it this in the interest of time. Yes. It's like, it's like po uh, popping bubble wrap. That's exactly. Oh, that's wrap. awesome. All right. So now just like we did before. You're going to shape it with the. Yeah. You shape it with the dough scraper. Mm. A lot of satisfying sounds that happen. That's like actually a very satisfying sound. Yeah. It really is nice. Yeah, it's like. It's very pleasing. ASMR. Welcome to ASMR Food Fight. <laughs> Today we're going to be making bread. So got the basic shape yeah um and now you just gently lift it up yeah you set it inside the bonneton upside down why upside down that was my first question because you purposely did it upside down mm -hmm. why uh because this will be the bottom of the bread now the what you fold it over that side becomes the bottom and you want it to have the roundness which is determined by the by the bowl now by the proofing basket the top it was the top that was on the table is now the bottom that's in the bowl the top Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. You said that right. Okay. And so now you've got the floured um, proofing basket. You've got the dough in it. You cover it again mm -hmm. with your slightly floured towel. Yes. And you let that sit for about 30, 40 minutes. And then um, after that, oh, during this whole time, actually, I usually start preheating the oven. Yes. While, Which we have done. Yeah. While I'm doing the folds, before I even put it in the bonneton, I start preheating, preheating the oven with the Dutch oven in it to 500 degrees. And the, there are two reasons for that. One, you want to have the Dutch oven really hot and at the right temperature. And two, um, getting it to that temperature and keeping the temperature consistent mm -hmm. gives you a more even bake. Okay. And 500 degrees, it's not what you bake at, but that's just what you get it up to before you put anything in there. And then you lower it. Yeah, because you're going to open the door and you're going to do some mm -hmm. stuff to get the bread ready to put in the Dutch oven. And by that time, some of the temperature drops, but that's fine because you're going to lower it to 450 degrees mm -hmm. with for the first 24 minutes. And you that's with the bread in the Dutch oven with the lid on. And then you're going to bake it again with the lid off. You're going to continue to bake it with the lid off for another 20 minutes, but with the lower temperature. Okay. 425 degrees. Well, so a total time in the oven about it also will depend on your oven yeah but 45 minutes roughly and then you're letting it sit for then you let it sit inside the oven with the door open and the top the lid off the dutch oven the door open the oven off you let it sit in there for about 20 minutes mm -hmm. and that'll give you a very nice crust and then you still don't eat it correct because you get the two hour at least your your it's the two hour ban yeah you're banned from two hours for eating it to get it the fullest flavor yeah longer is better okay like, you don't of course, of course. You, you know there's that glory of hot bread yes that doesn't apply to sourdough that's really interesting because i that's kind of the whole point of other breads you're like i want it right out of the oven it's gonna be great yeah no no not with sourdough not you with need sourdough. to get 10. yeah 
telling you, you need to be sourdough is a fickle bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I cannot disagree with it you. It is a lot going on. So I'm sorry, before we uh, mm-hmm. move off, you said, because we're basically done where it's a waiting game now. Now you're going to feed your mother again. Yes. Now, are you feeding your mother? I love saying that. Are you feeding your mother because it's it's better for mommy <laughs> or because it's like, well, my stuff's already here. I don't want to forget. I'm also just do it now and get it out of the way. Uh, it's better to, for the starter. It, you, you basically every, every time you use it, actually, the best thing to do is daily feed it. And to do that well, you have to discard a bit of it. And you can use that discard and you can make like fried dough out of it if you want to add Ooh, some herbs to it. Okay. Just put it in a skillet and fry nice. it. Um, so, you know, you don't have a lot, but it'll, if you save up enough of it, you can have a lot. Yeah. And um, some people even use it in English muffins or add it to like pancake recipes. It's really good. Um, but what you want to do is feed it every day, the same way you're going to feed it after you use it to make the bread. Mm-hmm. And you feed it an equal ratio uh, in terms of grams, I'm sorry, an equal weight in grams of water and flour. Okay. So let's say you add, like, I don't know, two, two tablespoons of water, mm-hmm. weigh that in water, and then weigh, match that in weight in flour and pour it into the jar, stir it, um, get it all nice and even in there, and then scrape down the sides and put the lid on the jar. What happens, I'm going to keep saying this, what happens after you make sourdough if you don't immediately feed mommy? Um, it'll be okay for a while, mm-hmm. but if you neglect it for too long, it'll start to get a little dry and maybe discolored on the top. Mm-hmm. Bacteria can grow in there. Okay. So you want to try to prevent that and keep it. You're, you're growing bacteria anyway. I yeah. Mean, there's, but you want to get the good stuff in there. You, you want the want good the, bacteria, yeah. not the bad bacteria, yeah, not the yeah, gross bacteria. Exactly. This is what, what the important takeaway is feed mommy. Yes. You want to keep feeding it. And if you ever want to take a break from it, you can put it in the fridge like you were going to. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you can put it in there for like two weeks, but then take it out and feed it and yeah. just kind of keep it alive and then put it back in the fridge if you want to. If you have had it in the fridge and you intend to use it to make some bread, you should take it out like three days beforehand and just start feeding it. Mm -hmm. Um, And in those instances, if I've had it in the fridge for a while, for a while, what I'll do is I'll discard some in the morning and feed it the equal ratio of water and flour. And then I'll feed it again at night without discarding any. And I'll just do that for a couple of days just to kind of revitalize the starter. I heard all of that. And in the back of my head is like, I'm never doing this. <laughs> it's so much. I mean, it is so much, but I mean, it obviously it's worth it, but there is a lot involved here. It's not just like, I'm going to make white bread. Hooray. Look at me. There's a lot more involved in this. There is there. Yeah, it's true. It really is more involved. And I'm just looking at the stuff that I had to bring to make this. Exactly. Yeah. And then some stuff you had to borrow. And, but again, like you said, it's, four ingredients. That's yeah, it. That's, that's it. all it is. Yeah. But still it's the process and, uh, Oh boy, that's a lot, but not to worry because when we come back, we are eating the bread. Okay. Three hours later, <laughs> we are ready to eat this mother scratching bread. Oh my God, this bread looks amazing. Full disclosure, did Carlos hang with me for three hours just to make this bread? No, he did not. I would never, Carlos is a dear friend of mine. I would never make him do that, but he did us one better. He literally made a bread beforehand so we could taste it because the bread right now is still cooking. It's gonna take forever. Mm -hmm. 
it's kind of like on uh, on uh, Rachel Ray. Yeah. All of a sudden, she brings it out. Look what I did! I'm amazing. Yeah. So we have this glorious, glorious, perfectly crusted sourdough bread, which we're gonna eat right friggin' now. Um, the crust looks amazing. It's dark on top of it. It's still golden. It's got these little like tectonic plates. That's like a nice description. Uh, all over it, which is really great. So how did you score this then? Uh, a square on the outside. Okay. Now that you say that, I go, yeah, I can totally see that. All right. So we're going to cut into it for a little uh, uh, sound wave of goodness. A little ASMR. Hopefully you guys can hear this. Wait, before I do it, so I don't stress you out, how do you want me to cut this? Any way you want. It's yours. <gasps> That's right. That's right. Well, I should do it this way because I'm going to flip it up on its end like that. That's probably better. It doesn't seem right for this one. Now, for the first cut, I would do it the way you had it. Like this? Yeah. Okay. I want to get see if you can hear. Here we go. I'm going to put the mic right next to it. Everyone, get ready to be satisfied. That's what she said. I'm not pushing down. Nice even strokes. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm a child. <laughs> Oh, it cuts real easy. And the last, there's the heel. Now I do the bend thing here. Yeah, you can if you want. Oh, look at that. Jesus Christ. I'm taking the heel. It's called the heel. I, I think I cut too big of a heel, but I don't I care. You're going to enjoy that. Wow. All right. Here's a question. Oh, that's pretty. That is pretty. That came out great. Look at that. That is beautiful. And it's like still, oh, it's still a little warm. Yeah, I made it this morning at six. Oh my God, because you don't sleep. Um, wow, that's still soft and it's still like got that uh, softness in the middle. But that top, listen to that. Oh, that's awesome. And you actually said you put some herbs in this one. Yes, herbs and pavons. Oh, love it. So, okay, I'm going to cut you a slice or do you want to cut your slice? Go, go for it. Enjoy. Okay. Now, how much of a monster if I went on the other side and cut the heel? Don't do that. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that to you. My I God. wouldn't. Why would that even cross your mind? I thought about do. I mean, I mean, it just because heels are good. No. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Never been yelled at by Carlos before. This is the first time. All right, here we go. I'm not doing it. I'm doing the next slice. And I like not hard. pressing down. Not pressing down. You know what it is when you press down, it's the impatience. Mm -hmm. And you're like, God, I just want to cut this bread. Yeah. But like you see all those wonderful little crumbs in there. Yeah. Pockets, the, the, the air bubbles. Yeah. You don't want to compress this. Yeah. And I'm trying hard not to like push down on the bread with my other hand. Mm -hmm. It's a process. It is a process. All right. Let me see if I can break this now. This I love this hack of like at the end. I think I need to cut a little more. But at the end where you like just bend it, mm -hmm. that's a great, great hack. All right. Now let me see if I can bend it. Oh, I think I can. Ooh, that's a nice slice. Ooh, that is a good slice. I'm real happy about that. I contributed nothing to this podcast. I didn't bake anything, but I do cut bread pretty well, except this little tiny bit. I'm just going to gently, gently... Gently soft. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Do you, and would you like a piece of bread? You haven't said a word. A I got to cut a tiny piece now. Do you want to take a picture of it 
sliced? Or? Sure. Let's take a picture of the slice because it's pretty. Because you did a nice slicing job there. I'm really happy with the slicing. Well, now I can't eat it because uh, we have to wait for the picture taking. But that's okay. Yeah. I mean, like we said, it's best to wait a little more. I mean, we've waited long enough. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Jesus okay. Christ. Now we're going to try this without spread first mm -hmm. and then put a little spread on it now. Question. Yes. I would never do this, but I'm just kind of vamping until Anne's done taking a picture. Would you ever put honey on sourdough? No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Would you put cheese on sourdough? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You said avocado and egg. That's good stuff. That's fantastic. And it has to be, you know, you want to run a yolk because that's just. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, um, our bread's going away. We're never going to see the bread again. What about almond butter? Um, or peanut butter. No. I say no to both of those. Yeah. I love almond butter and toast. I don't want any sort of peanut butter or almond butter or any kind of nut butter on sourdough. It's weird. Yeah. I don't think you want to destroy the flavor of the sourdough. I mean, even if you do the egg with the avocado, it still works and enhances the flavor. Yes, of the exactly. Why mask the sourdough? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well put. It's... It's called sourdough for a reason. You made sourdough for a reason. Mm -hmm. Why bother masking it? All right, I'm doing a third piece for Anne, a tiny piece. It still sounds good. It sounds really good. Be, I'm going to be a little quiet for once. And just... It gets a little easier when you get to the middle. And Anne said a small, tiny piece, and I, I just decided, per usual, not to listen to her. And got a big piece. Oh, I can't wait to eat this. Especially with the herbs de Provence. Mm -hmm. That's going to be exciting. All right. There you go. Here we go. We have three wonderful slices. A little bit of the fabric and the towel. Oh, there we go. Look at that. Carlos cares. All right. Here we go, everyone. This is us eating homemade sourdough bread with herbs de Provence. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. Looks really nice. Mm. I, I could smell the herbs right when I took the bite, and I was like, oh, yeah. Mmm. Goddamn. Thank God you're my friend. And you know what's interesting is you can notice the different taste of the starter. They're, they're sour and this sour. Like it has a different flavor in it. Oh, from the, from the random acts of breadness. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And this one, the, the herbs actually um, changed a little bit more than I expected this time. Mm -hmm. But you're right. You can really smell them. And I would say that this one, if you have time to toast it, would be really good toasted. Probably with the herbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it's still, I'm going to try a little uh, earth balance on it. Yeah. It's still sourdoughy, mm -hmm. but the herbs kind of balance it out to make it a little more herby. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so the, the random acts of, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah. moist. And the random acts of breadness one was probably a little more sour. Yes, it was. But now, how are you? How are you with this? How do you feel about it? With this one? Yeah, I like it. I feel like um, it may have overproofed a little bit. Now, 
How can you tell that? Uh, the, the taste. Really? Yeah. Normally, the flavor is a little bit different, subtler. It's a more it's a more subtle flavor, but I mean, I still like it, and I think it's uh, the moisture in it is a little higher than I expected. Mm, okay. But not in a disappointing way? No, I still think it'd be good. Like this one, the way it tastes would be wonderful with the charcuterie. Like putting yes. some, yeah, cheese and some mm-hmm. different meats on that would be fantastic. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I'm going to give a hot take here, though. I really like your crust. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of the things I spend a lot of time working mm-hmm. on. <laughs> I like the crust. I take the crust very seriously. Like the crust from the bakery I bought is mm-hmm. very, very good. Right. This crust is great because it's it's the thing that I talked about earlier where mm-hmm. it's you got the crust. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't put the uh, slice side down and Carlos literally without saying just grabbed the bread and put it slice side down. But it's not me. <laughs> um, it's got that important sourdough crunch, mm-hmm. which is kind of what you're here for. Yeah. But then you get the the chew inside. Yeah, I, I would be reluctant to put it in a plastic bag um, right away because it the moisture would soften that crust. Oh, really? Yeah. What do I do? Just eat it? I see the whole thing then? I can do that too. You can put it in. I usually use paper bags or if you have a oh. bread bag, you can put it in a bread bag. But I, t- I tend to prefer something that doesn't... Um, trap especially when it's still warm at all mm-hmm. like the first hour or two maybe the first few hours out of the oven because this has been out of the oven a long time and when you sliced into it it was still warm yes it was it been i mean you've been here for a couple hours and yeah. it was still warm which yeah. is amazing yeah all the more reason to wait because it's still good but if you wait a little bit longer it's even better yes um, but yeah if you if you put it in and it's got that any kind of that residual heat inside the bread and you put it in plastic that's going to make your crust not as crispy. Oh, as, I don't want you know, that. You don't, won't have that kind of, you wouldn't have that sound that you had when you sliced. The sound is everything. Yeah. The sound is absolutely everything. Now, again, with sourdough, we're guessing, I mean, you won't be here for this and we'll be gone in about a day. Mm-hmm. Even with the Herbes de Provence, it's going to change taste. Yes. The flavor is going to change tomorrow as well. Oh, yeah. Wow. Definitely. That and, is amazing. And you might find that you prefer like butter on the first day. On the second day, you might want something different and Usually by the third or fourth day, that's when I almost always use it with the uh, avocado toast and the fried <laughs> egg. Millennial. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I was literally thinking that's what I'm going to do this week with one of them. I mean, it's a hundred percent going to happen. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's good. This has been special, Carlos. I mean, you were over anyway. So thank you so much for doing this. This has been wonderful. I'm going to take one more bite of bread on air because I'm a monster. And I don't know why Carlos isn't eating his own beautiful creation. I feel like you're being, why are you being polite with me? I don't usually eat until one o'clock. What? <laughs> We're at the end of the podcast. I've known you since I was 16. Yeah. I've never heard you say those words. I usually don't eat till one o'clock. What does that mean? <clears throat> Intermittent fasting. When did you start doing that? Two years ago, three years, I don't know. Who are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm, listen, I've seen you multiple times in the last two years as well. Yeah. Never heard you say that. I don't usually. Okay. <laughs> I don't talk about it. Okay, um, that's fine. Well, it's, on, it's, it's on the air now for posterity. Right. And when I do see you before that, I'm, I'm obviously, I planned for that and I made an exception. Okay. All right. It's like celebrating, it's like preparing for a holiday. 
seeing me. Yes, exactly. Uh, Lindsay, do you hear that? This is why you need to treat me better, like Carlos. <laughs> and that's our show. You can catch Food Fight wherever you get your podcasts. If you like our show, please subscribe, please share, and please tell your friends. And if you'd like even more food content, go ahead and follow us on our Yummy page on Instagram, as well as Yummy on Facebook. And if you have a question, comment, or just want to tell us how wrong we are, you can reach out to us at our email, which is foodfightthepodcast at gmail.com, and we'll read it on the air. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Carlos. Thank God for bread. I'm never making this. Bye.